Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Commuting Gamer Podcast, a podcast for people who always have games on the brain. Whether you're in a car, train, or plane, we got your commute covered for the next half hour. So with that, on to game news, views, and tunes. Today joining us on the podcast, we have Ashley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so a lot like our episode a few episodes ago with Brett, uh, we have another person who is very specialized in a single game franchise um, that I thought we could sit down and talk about for a little bit, and that is Bioshock. So... Talk about some of your early history in getting into Bioshock. <laughs> oh, um, so I bought the whole collection just on a whim yep. at GameStop, as you do, for PlayStation, <laughs> trying to find something new and interesting. And I already really enjoy like sci-fi and like thriller, horror stuff, so I thought it would be a good fit because it already has that like dark and like moody tone mm-hmm. cover. So I was like, okay, this would be good to try. I blasted the first <laughs> game so quickly. Uh, it really just grabbed my attention with the style because I've never seen like a sci-fi thriller set underwater before. I think that was a first for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's always just like sci-fi thrillers in space. There's aliens. Yeah. I'm just like, this is cool and interesting. Or it's in like a post-apocalyptic world, which exactly. I, I granted this is post-apocalyptic, but it's still an underwater city, which. Yeah. Adds a whole extra layer it, to it. And it's like set, what is it set in, like the 40s and 50s? Yes, it's like it's supposed to be, I think, right after, uh, or, yeah, a little after World War Two, because I think that's how Andrew Ryan ends up in the yes. in the States, mm-hmm. is, is the war. So... <laughs> yeah, so that was also what caught my attention, because I like vintage things and that kind of like stuff. Like period pieces and stuff, yes. yeah. So, that was really just how it got my attention. The first game just, like, hooked me in, and I was like, okay, now I gotta play the other two. <laughs> I mean, I bought them right then. Yeah, you might as well. The yeah. So. What else? Ending was not expecting the ending, but it made me cry. Mm. It did. It's such a good ending, though. It is a really good ending. I love the whole interaction with Andrew Ryan and everything right at the end, shortly yeah. before the full boss fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, too, I read the book, I don't know if you've read the book. I didn't know there was a book. There is a book. Uh, It's a prequel. um, And it goes from when Andrew Ryan uh, has the idea for Rapture Mm -hmm. all the way up until the plane crash at the beginning of the first game. uh, Following um, Bill McDonough, who is relatively unnamed in the game, but his body is hanging in the atrium, like hanging on a noose in the atrium. Um, So he is like already an existing character. Uh, and it, I think the book did a really good job tying in a lot more of the story elements from the first game, and it also did a great job because it came out after 2 came out. Oh, yeah. It also had the full picture, so it was able to integrate a lot of elements from Bioshock 2 into the original Bioshock mm-hmm. without making it all a mess. I would yeah. definitely recommend it. I, I definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I know you're also a big book reader. I so, am, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the audiobook, and that was re- that was really good. Okay. Um, I think it was through Hoopla, which is like a, fr- a free thing. So, okay. yeah. Um, so there is a Bioshock movie, <laughs> okay. uh, supposedly in production with Netflix. So I've heard about this, but I haven't heard a lot. All I know is that it's supposedly in production, as you said. It's, yeah. I got nothing. I think the only thing attached was the director, but I know that's also changed a whole bunch of times. Oh. 
uh, because the production keeps getting moved different studios mm-hmm. and, and different time spans. And I'm curious what, what you would want from an adaptation of Bioshock. <laughs> well, obviously, I love the game. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, have it as true to the games as possible. But uh, I'm okay with a little deviation here and there if it, if it makes sense. Like, I'm yeah. not one for, like, just, like, going completely opposite directions. Like, how they're doing with The Witcher and mm-hmm. like, Henry mm-hmm. Cavill, like, not... Yep. Liking it because it, they're straying too far, making it completely different. Um, so that's kind of my take on that. But yeah, I'd say I'd say pretty much the same. I I want them to really try. I think Bioshock is a good series for a lot of practical effects. Exactly. Like I hope they do a lot of practical effects. Like I want them to build an actual like Big Daddy or oh, something. I don't so want it CGI. Cool. I think CGI would ruin something it, it like really that. It would ruin it because there's so much interaction between the Big Daddy and the little sisters. That yeah. It just wouldn't make it as real. No. If it was CGI and I get it with they're underwater CGI yeah. for the water and stuff. Duh. Like, yeah. Unless you want to be James Cameron, but that's a whole yeah. other. <laughs> other thing <laughs> but that kind of stuff is good i'd be cool if it was like a another character like coming in between like mm-hmm. the first game and the second game because we never see um i completely forget his name in the first game it's been a while since i played them but we never see like his face oh yeah yeah, yeah. So it's like um oh i don't i think i can't remember the name of the main character because he's just not ever it's not really exactly. ever mentioned him, so it's like yeah the name doesn't stick yeah um it's more of that's what i like about them too is it's more you're kind of set into that position of the character they don't give them like a real identity completely mm-hmm. but it's, it's the the link it's enough factor. to draw you in yeah yeah it's the the whole thing nintendo's always said about link in that the reason they don't give him a voice is because they want you to yeah. connect with him um, but yeah, so out of, uh, this is a pretty obvious question given what we were just talking about, but out of the three primary games that are out right now, which one has been your favorite so far? Well, I've been meaning to go back and play through all of them again. Yep. one does. Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to say two. I don't remember okay. it a lot, but I remember enjoying it the most. Like, okay. I actually really loved the third game, too, and I know a lot of people weren't happy about it because yep. it deviated too far, but I thought what they did at the end with tying in the characters, it, it made sense. It like, yep. worked with it really well, and I liked the idea of them taking it out of the water mm-hmm. and going completely opposite direction with, like, same things, same themes, but it just... Now it's in the sky. It's in the sky <laughs> now. They're in, like, hot air balloons and yeah. whatever. I haven't played Infinite yet, so I can't it's fully actually, share an opinion yet, but... I really enjoyed it. You get um, a main character, like, companion. Okay. She follows you around and yep. helps you with things. Uh, you actually rescue her from, like, something she's trapped in. But there's these, like, two time tra- travelers. Okay. That, like, bring you like, <laughs> to the future and, like, to the past. It's Interesting. Kind of, it's kind okay. of weird in that sense. But, um... Yeah, she's, like, locked in, like, a tower, and there's this giant, like, robotic bird <laughs> who's sick. Okay. <laughs> and he's, 
he was basically built just to like protect her and like keep her in the um, keep her in her room. Yeah. Pretty much. So kind of like a Rapunzel situation. Yeah. Um, they use a, a metaphor for her in the game. She's a bird in a cage. Okay. And there's like there's this thing where like it's like that um, revolving picture where it's a cage on one side and mm, a bird on mm -hmm. the other. You see that motif a few times in that oh. one. Rotogram or something along those I lines. Think so. Yeah, um, one of the first iterations of like film, yeah. essentially, or moving pictures. <laughs> Which also really fits because yeah. of the time frame that it's all set in. Um, and I do like how they kept. They didn't keep the. Um, why am I drawing blank? <laughs> the, the powers that you get. The. Um, oh, the. Um, Like the the electric electric yeah, yeah, ball yeah. and the fireball yeah, yeah. and stuff like they, that. Instead of like being an injection and stuff, um, in the third game, it's like potions that you drink. That's cool. Which is kind of, which is sticking with the same theme, and it's a bunch of like different powers too. So it's like new, but it's still the same, which I liked. Okay. Um, uh, now I'm. Now we have. To yeah, I'm looking it up because I cannot believe. <laughs> That I'm forgetting. Plasmids. Plasmids. Yeah, it has been a while since I played the first two games because I played Bioshock and Bioshock Two pretty much back to back, mm -hmm. and that was a couple years ago. Yeah, so. that's pretty much what I did with um, those first two as well. And then it took me a little longer to get through the third game. I'm honestly not sure why, but it could have just been it didn't hook me the same way as the other two. Which I know is a lot of people's criticisms with that game. I know, a lot of their criticism <laughs> is also, like, just how much dif how different it is, too, which I don't understand because it's still a great game. Yeah. Um, but I recently bought the collection on Steam, too, for my okay. computer, so I yep. could play it and, like, stream to my friends. But my computer was acting up and did not <laughs> let me stream it. It would crash, like, every oh, no. five minutes. <laughs> I know that's just um, a, a common... A common occurrence with the collection I heard was just oh, like across okay. all platforms, oh, the collection okay. is just a mess. <laughs> okay. so uh, not be my computer. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, exploits and stuff you can do in the collection because they they literally just took the spaghetti code from PS3 mm -hmm. and just copy and pasted it and then just ported yeah. it as it is. Because <laughs> um, like there's there's an exploit that you can. Um, get the platinum trophy like super easily oh, I did not know um that. because the game requires you to beat the game on on like the survivor difficulty the hardest mm -hmm. difficulty without dying as one of like the chapter uh, or as one okay. of the trophies mm -hmm. which is you know hard yeah. <laughs> but apparently there's an exploit that's never been patched in the collection version of it that um you can play the entire game on easy <laughs> and as long as you don't die uh -huh. and don't have to use a vita chamber right at the end when you're fighting the final boss right as he like tackles yeah. you and the screen goes white if you pause like you have to you have to be kind of precise with your pausing mm -hmm. but if you pause and then immediately switch the game to survivor the game will recognize it as you beating the game on survivor as long as you didn't die you can pop the platinum that way <laughs> that's such a li silly little yeah but they did not care to fix no in fact, it was fixed in the original PS3 game, but then because they didn't take that version from PS3, the the glitch is back in the PS4 edition. So of course. we love that. Yeah, that's 
<laughs> so there's a lot of rumors circulating around right now about a possible Bioshock 4. Uh, unfortunately not with the developers of either of the first two main titles or three main titles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would your what would you want to see from a Bioshock 4? What would be your expectations? Honestly, I'm not sure. I feel like they've done a lot with it already. I don't believe there's really a necessity for a fourth one. Um, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. If anything, just run with the same line that it's been doing. Yep. Like, don't don't change it up too much. Um, but there is um. The developer or the, the guy who makes it yep. is has a trailer out for a new game, Ooh. which looks really cool. It's okay. called Judas. It's pretty much... I did hear about Judas. Yeah, it, I didn't know that it, was from the Bioshock creator. Is, yeah. Yes. Um, I just rewatched the trailer the other day, like literally right, right after you asked me to come <laughs> on here. I was like, okay, I have to watch this again. Because it's been so long since I watched it. I think it has to have been out for like at least... Four more months now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but pretty much the premise is kind of the same. You have a girl on... She's on a ship, actually, out in space. So this one's oh, out okay. in space. Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of... The characters are more, like, cowboy, like, western style. Okay. Which is a <laughs> And there's a lot more um, robotics, so, like, a lot mm. more... Robots and that kind of thing. They're all got silly little designs. Yeah. I think there was like a horse one that I saw in there. I love it. Um, but yeah, same thing. Plasmids. She's got like something different, like in her hand that she mm-hmm. can like, switch things out. And from the trailer, it's like she's. You either have to save the ship or leave it. Oh. So. Okay. You, that's at least what I got from the trailer. It's like her talking about. either trying to help everybody on mm-hmm. the ship and, like, fix it and, like, get it back to where it's supposed to be, or she just dips. <laughs> like, she <laughs> Which I kind of like that that choice to have. Yeah. Which I, makes it seem like there's going to be a lot of little choices throughout the game. Mm. Make, which would kind of be interesting, but it has the same, like, vibes to it as the Bioshock game. It's it like, sounds like it. Yeah. Like, as it does with any, like, artist making something new. Oh, yeah. It's still going to be similar to their other works. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of games similar to Bioshock, have you played The Outer Worlds? I have not. I think that's definitely a game you should check out. I just recently finished it, and it's it's made by the guys who made Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Uh, it was the game they did uh, pretty much directly afterwards. It was the, we want to make another Fallout, but we don't own the Fallout license oh, yeah. kind of games. <laughs> Um, and it's kind of Bioshock meets Fallout. <laughs> it's, okay. it's quite, quite good. It, it, it takes place in like a distant future where mm-hmm. corporations have taken over space, but have also just As pretty much does. left it to rot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never been one for like the Fallout games. They just, they never count my attention. I um, haven't played any of the Fallout games quite yet, but Outer Worlds is the first Fallout-esque mm-hmm. game I've ever, I've so ever played. If it's mixed with like Bioshock It's just something about those, like, really basic, like, 
games that like everybody plays. I know that sounds yeah. like, super like I get it. Picky, yeah. But it's like I don't really like Call of Duty. I don't like the Fallout just because it's it's there's I feel like there's nothing to it. <laughs> <laughs> I get you, especially Call of Duty. Call of Duty lost its way. Oh, yes. Yeah, Call of Duty lost its way probably a good decade ago. Many many years. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd say with the conclusion of the the Modern Warfare trilogy, the original Modern oh, Warfare yeah. trilogy, now I have to specify, um, is where they, they truly lost me personally. Uh, and they were never games that I enjoyed for the single player experience. They were always games I played multiplayer yeah, and had fun with, but... It's like, I've played multiplayer with them like in the past, but it's like never had anybody to play with. Yeah. I wasn't interested in their, like, stories. No, their stories are basically non-existent. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not, <laughs> I need something with story, with substance, with something that, like, catches my eye. Yeah, my, my rule with shooters is always, I have nothing really against first-person shooters, but it has to bring something different to the table. Yes. I do not want another World War II shooter. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> like, give me a Doom, give me a Wolfenstein, like, give me Bioshock. Those are all great, like, alt-history, exactly. like, <laughs> like love, shooters. Like, first-person shooters are great if you know what you're doing. Um, but there's a lot of just basic ones out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, and 100%. It's, it's so annoying because those are the ones that are pushed and that are recommended and that are... Well, because they're the most... Consumer, consumerable, yeah. so they, they're the ones that sell the most, because Activision's entire business rests on the idea of Call of Duty at this point. Yeah, they got nothing <laughs> else going for Nope, them. nothing, not a, well, World of Warcraft, but that's not even technically yeah, yeah. them, they just inherited World of Warcraft. Exactly. Um, and I'm curious to see now that the merger has been approved yeah. with Microsoft, where Activision will go now. Yeah. Because uh, Microsoft ten has a tendency to buy studios and then completely ruin them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I like, Yeah, exactly. Um, and we'll see where Activision ends up now with Phil Spencer in charge mm -hmm. instead of Barry Kotick. But I don't know, man. You never know. Uh, <laughs> um, back to the Bioshock 4, by the way. The current rumor, I don't know if you saw, it was an open world Antarctica setting. Um, that's the current rumor circulating around that I keep seeing the most. Okay. I feel like that could bring very similar vibes to something like an underwater city or, yeah. or like a city up in the clouds like Infinite had. That's what, I, um, what I'm thinking. I, when you said that, I immediately thought like, okay, they have like some sort of secret research base. Yeah, there. exactly. And that would be really interesting. I think I'd like that. If they tie in those like time traveling people from mm -hmm. the third one and I know the little sisters are kind of, like, closed, like, they're yep. always closed, but, like, they could always bring something similar. Oh, yeah, that. definitely. And, I mean, you could even argue that that's, like, well, it, the book explains where the little sister's serum comes yeah. from, but that they could take it one step further and say, like, oh, the research for them started in Antarctica kind of yeah. thing. Uh, uh, I personally think a, a cool Bioshock game idea would be, like, the government finding rapture kind of thing because the whole idea is that, that they don't know it's under there yeah. so <laughs> imagine um, like a clean out job having to figure out what the hell really happened <laughs> they have so many questions and no answers yeah it's just a you're like an infantry man or something 
that is sent down to investigate oh, to yeah. figure out what's going on down there. And she's just complete nonsense. He just loses his mind at everything that he has to, like, Hell yeah. Through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the splicers. He'd have a time with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that'd be fairly interesting if they ever wanted to bring it back to its Rapture roots. But I honestly think Rapture's story is closed yeah. at this point. I feel like you wouldn't... It would ruin it more yeah. to go back there after everything that finished in Bioshock 2 and the DLCs and stuff like exactly. that, like Minerva's Den. Um, so, on the topic of Splicers, too, uh, you did just recently get a tattoo, didn't uh, you? I did. Would you like to see it in person? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that is awesome. Uh, we don't do visuals, but uh, you can find it on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's... That's awesome. Did the tattoo artist know what it was before? Yes, he yeah. absolutely did. When I went in to get my, I got a Witcher ta tattoo back nice. in like November twenty twenty two. Okay. Um, and we had been talking just about stuff because yeah. he likes to sit there and talk, and I was like, yeah, I have like this other one planned for another video game because I was a Witcher. <laughs> okay. So I have a small collection of video game tattoos. Okay. That Good. Are not like overtly video games. Yep. So I originally reached out to him to get um, two Red Star Petunias. Yep. On with my, the on my shoulders for Resident Evil. For Resident yep. Evil because they look so similar to yep. the, the Umbrella Corp. Um, and then yeah, he wasn't getting back to me fast enough, so I reached out <laughs> to somebody else, and she did them for me over at Boston Tattoo in Somerville. But and I they look great. They are one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so, and then I reached out to him again because he got back to me after I got those <laughs> done, of course. And I was like, yeah, I have another one I want to do. I want to do, like, the Witcher. Here's, like, the sword that I want. I'm pretty sure I got the steel sword. Okay. I don't know enough about Witcher, unfortunately. That's a fandom that I'm only really surface level on. It's a lot. Yeah, I believe it. Um, <laughs> So I got that one done, and while he was doing that one, I was like, obviously the question comes up, you want to get any more yep. video game tattoos? I was like, yeah, I, I want one for Bioshock, and he was like, I love Bioshock. <laughs> He's like, I need to play those games again. <laughs> so I, I went back to him and was like, hey, hey. want to do it? <laughs> so I just sent him, like, the standard photos of, like, references. So, like, the bunny mask yep. that most of the splicers wear. Um, one of the spider splicer hooks and like pretty much just told him I want the same vibe. So yeah. like dark, spooky, underwater. I got a tentacle in it that's like wrapped yeah. around the splicer hook. <laughs> Love it. What's and, what's the plan for the next video game one uh, then? Well, you, <laughs> I had put on a little question. Oh when yeah. I was getting my, <laughs> when I was getting this tattoo done, I had put a little question box up and was like, "Can you guess what game it is?" And of course, your answer was Alice Madness Returns. Yeah. Because you're like, "That's something you would get." And I just sat there thinking, <laughs> like, "Oh my god, that would be something I would get." Absolutely. So like, I after we had had talked in that conversation. I looked at it a little closer, and I could have I could easily tell it was Bioshock after the fact. Yeah. But when I looked at your Instagram story at first, I think I was at work, <laughs> and I was just like I was just like looking very quickly. I was like uh -huh. I saw White Rabbit and like the yeah. the design around it, and I was like that looks like the Alice games. I was like mm -hmm. that looks like the the style of the Alice games. 
which is entirely a series oh. I figured you'd be into. That is such a good series. Uh, <laughs> I've only played the second one because I can't find the first one anywhere to play. And it's so difficult, but I found some videos on on YouTube, of course, yep. of somebody playing it, so I have to go back and watch that at some point. But of course, it's like two, three hours long, and like, it's yep. so much time. <laughs> so, but I've always thought about just, I just love Alice in Wonderland to begin with, yep. so I've always thought about just getting an Alice in Wonderland tattoo. But, but now, now you can make it about Alice Returns, yeah, about Alice Madness Returns. American McGee's Madness yeah. Returns, the little freak. And <laughs> now I just gotta figure out what I want for it, and I'm thinking like her hobby horse, her like big like hobby horse. Okay. Player. Yeah, That's I need to I need to play those games. I I have only watched some of them. I have not played them. I played it and streamed it in our Discord server. Okay. A while back. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were like, "What are you playing?" <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people, when it came out, were like, what are we playing? Exactly. <laughs> I'm so sad he doesn't have the go-ahead to make another game. I know. Did you read his... I did. did. You, did you read his closing statements? I did. Uh, was so that was sad. so sad. I was like, I don't even... Like, I was like, I have no attachment to this game franchise, and I even feel bad for him. Like, like, he sounded so sad. <laughs> he was. He, he put so much work into it. He's got, like, a whole book on the third game. Yeah. And I want it so bad. <laughs> See, I think the, the, I mean, he's already given up, as, yeah. as you've seen, but I wonder if he had considered the idea that, you know, Alice in Wonderland's in the public domain, so if he was to make something I entirely unrelated to his original Madness, in his original Alice games, but still made it about Alice in Wonderland, that's still completely legally, I, legally well, allowed. It would I just mean, have to be its own separate franchise. Which would, uh, would be more difficult for him to do, because yeah. he's already, um, <laughs> hold on, sorry. Yep. All right, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this in too. I don't know how awkward of a cut that just was, but anyway, um, continuing on this oh, conversation yeah. of him um, making a legally distinct Alice game. <laughs> I feel like that would be so difficult because he has such a like distinct style. Style, and he, yeah. He's already poured so much into this like world yep. of Alice that it, I feel like it would be super difficult for him to like make something completely different without it being like so very close to mm. the other one. I mean. Wouldn't that be the fun of it, though? <laughs> and that it's so close yeah. to the other one, but you can get away with it without having to deal with EA? <laughs> that, that is true. Because like, he's got, like, some really, like, interesting, like, enemies in it. It's, yeah. Like, these conglomerations of, like, goo <laughs> and doll parts, and it's like, he could kind of make those again, but just make them in different... Yeah, make them exactly, different. yeah. Seems like that's not going to happen. It seems like he, his spirit was broken enough from EA, which I understand because EA breaks everybody's spirits. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a series I do want to play. I know the original one's only on PC, and it was for like old, old PCs. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I probably would only play Alice Returns. Um, um, honestly, I pretty much understood what was going on without having to play the first game. I mean, it's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. I, I feel like I know at least the base level storyline enough to feel comfortable in it. Exactly, so. and I think that's pretty much all you need to know for the second one. Like, yeah. there's a few things that are kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I could always like, just find a recap of the first game, like, yeah. online or something, if I really wanted to. It is really interesting that he's one of the few developers that earned enough of a 
a status to be able to put his name in front of everything. And people actually bother saying the name, which I think is even funnier. I mean, uh, that is American McGee's yeah. Madness Returns. It, it, that's what it's called. Yep, that's the full title. Uh, the other one was always John Romero. John Romero loved to put his name mm-hmm. in every single game he made after Doom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, even though nothing he made after Doom was worth anything other than maybe Rage. Yeah. Uh, which I still haven't played the Rage I games. I, I own the first Rage on PS3, and eventually I'll pick up Rage 2, probably, just because I love Doom shooters, like that ki- kind of yeah. shooter. Okay, but, so I have a confession. Okay. I just played my first Doom game, like, a few months ago. <laughs> okay. Which one did you choose to start with? Um, I think it was the 2016. Okay, one. Doom 2016, yeah. I think so, because my friend had recommended that I play it because he thought I really enjoyed it. Yeah. He did. It was so Doom, Doom 2016 is great. Uh, Doom Eternal, the sequel, is even better. <laughs> okay. I have that saved on Steam. So. Yeah, Doom Eternal um, fixed a lot of the, the issues Doom 2016 okay. had in terms of pacing and everything. It's so much faster and it's mm-hmm. so much more fun. Um, that was one of the most interesting game-buying experiences that I've ever had. Because, as you might remember, it came out in March of 2020. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had pre-ordered it when it was still on its November release date, November 2019, I had already had it pre-ordered, so I was following it this entire time from November to the mm-hmm. post-launch in, in March. Uh, and it was so, it was so weird, because it was that weekend, like literally almost that day is when everything shut down, so oh. e- everything was still in complete confusion. Mm-hmm. The Burlington Mall had already shut down, so they actually sent my pre-order to the one in Wilmington. Oh. <laughs> Um, which was interesting. I mean, um, the Wilmington store is nice. The Wilmington store is fine. <laughs> it's whatever. Although I think Last of Us Part Two, I guess, must take the cake on top of Doom Eternal because Last of Us came out in May of 2020, uh, and that's when everything was in full lockdown. Oh, yeah. So I went to pre-order the game, and I slid my card through the door crack to the guy <gasps> to pre-order it, and then he slid the receipt out to me. Which is such a weird, so such a weird experience. And then by the time the game actually came out, most stores were starting to open again because this was like late May. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was that was quite the experience, and I'll always hold Doom Eternal to that because I remember because everything closed that weekend, I literally sat down with the game and beat it in a single twelve-hour sitting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what that's what lockdown was for. <laughs> yeah, it was sitting down and playing video games. That's how I fir- played the first Bioshock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, looks like we are just about at time. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, follow her on everything. They'll be on the description or whatever you're listening to this on. You'll find it. <laughs> I trust you, dear listeners. Um, but if you have reached your destination for the morning or the evening, uh, I hope you got there safe. Otherwise, if you're still on your commute, why not check out another episode, whether you're here on YouTube or on one of our podcast streaming platforms. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys.